As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When I was homeless, I sort of walked around the city instead of staying in one spot too long. I collected cans and bottles that I could get a little money for, and sometimes I got lucky enough to find something sharp so I could cut my shaggy hair. On the day it all began, I was walking at night to the spot where I usually slept, but there were a couple of teenagers messing around there. They were painting stuff on the wall. I knew I looked pretty scary, and they didn't know I was only a few years older than them, so I started running full speed at them and waving my arms like crazy, shouting incoherencies. Before I continue, please remember to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss out on new stories. I laughed when I saw their terrified faces as they ran off, but noticed they left their paint cans behind. It was spray paint. On my wall was terrible graffiti. And I mean terrible, because it looked like a two-year-old had done it. I wasn't really tired that night, so I thought I might as well make use of my new spray paint. I started painting over the terrible graffiti, and realized I was actually not bad at it. It looked much better than the teenager's thing. I painted and painted with only a flickering lamp post illuminating the wall until I couldn't stop yawning. I shoved the spray cans in my bag and laid down on the least dirty part of the floor to sleep. It became a habit of mine to paint. After a few days, I had covered the entire wall of the alley where I slept in with paint. It was a huge mural painted to look like a portal to paradise. I was walking around the day after I finished it when I saw some people taking pictures of it and taking pictures of themselves in front of it. I guess they like it, I thought. This went on for some time, people apparently liking my art. I like making people happy and making our city look better, so I started painting in other places, but anonymously, of course. I filled the city with as many of my murals as I could, and people seemed to love it. Some days I couldn't paint because my cans were empty, but I scavenged for more and kept painting. One night, I found a bunch of perfectly good cans under a great wall. It was even white, which made the colors pop more. I started painting, and when I was about halfway done, I felt a tap on my shoulder. Damn, I thought, the police caught me. I turned around and saw a man. He looked like he was in his 20s like me. He didn't look homeless, though, unlike me. Hey, I'm Reggie, he said. I shook his hand and said, I'm Kai. He pointed at the spray cans and said, I see you liked my spray paint. Ah, so they were his. I started apologizing for using them, saying I didn't know they belonged to someone, but he said he left them there for me. Reggie started explaining how he was a struggling artist. He painted and painted, but nobody bought his art. He wanted to strike a deal with me. He said he'd buy me all the paint and other art supplies I needed, and that he could sell my art. 
He said he'd be the face of the business since he was so charismatic and I would get to paint whatever I wanted for money. We'd split the money 50-50. Now I realize it wasn't that good a deal, but back then I was homeless, desperate to get off the streets. So I shook his hand and made the deal with the devil. After three months, I was settled well into a small studio apartment Reggie found for me. Rent was pretty good and I had more than enough space. My apartment was full of canvases and sculptures, and I was proud of each and every one. First thing Reggie did after we made the deal was drag me to a barber, where he had them shave off my entire beard and cut my hair much shorter than it was. I barely recognized myself. I looked in the mirror for hours, thinking, wow, I'm kinda good looking. Reggie and I became friends. He even asked me about how I became homeless in the first place. My parents died when I was pretty young, I told him. I didn't want to live in the orphanage I was put into, so I ran away, and I've lived on the streets ever since. Reggie was the first person to ever show any sort of interest in me. It was really touching. He put one hand on my shoulder and squeezed, trying to comfort me. It didn't work, but at least he tried. Now, I spent my days painting and sculpting or making pottery. Reggie spared no expense. Business wasn't that great, though. For some reason, I really expected us to be making bank but we were barely making minimum wage. Reggie walked in on the first of every month and handed me a wad of cash, but he looked more disappointed every month. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. I reassured him that I was fine and that things would get better soon. But he still left looking deflated. I would occasionally take walks around the city. I guess I was used to it. I visited my murals and I saw that there was a security guard at the first one I ever painted sometimes. I approached to see it and saw that it had a signature. Not just any signature, Reggie's signature. What the hell? He was meant to be selling my art, not posing as me. I stormed over to Reggie's apartment, which he said he'd be at, but when I knocked on the door, nobody answered. I waited for a long time and called Reggie several times, but nothing. He showed up after maybe two hours and looked shocked to see me. He was wearing really fancy clothes, so I asked him about that. They're knockoffs. Gotta look the part in order to sell, kid, he said. Before I could ask him about why he signed my mural, he waved a huge wad of cash in my face, more than we made in two months, and said, I sold one of your sculptures to some money bags. I grabbed the money, more money than I had ever held in my hands before, and thought things were finally starting to look up. 
Two months after that, I was still in the same apartment, painting until I didn't even know what to paint anymore. Sculpting until I thought my sculptures looked the same. I had spent a bunch of money on new clothes, so now my closet was full, but my stomach was empty. I waited by the window for Reggie to bring me my cut of the profits, and when he arrived, I noticed he slipped into the back of his car, moved around, and slipped back to the front, only then coming to give me my money. I watched him do this several times over the course of a few weeks, and then I realized what he was doing. He was changing his clothes. But why? The last time I watched him do that, I had invited him over to eat and watch a football game, but then went outside with the excuse of needing to buy something that I forgot. I sprinted downstairs into the parking lot and peeked inside Reggie's car. There were neatly folded clothes in there, and I could see the tag of a shirt. It was a very expensive shirt, and it didn't look like a knockoff at all. It was then that I realized Reggie must be scamming me. I bet he's selling the art for way more and giving me only a small percentage, I thought. I was furious. I wasn't about to be exploited by a slime ball like Reggie. I looked around to make sure nobody was watching, and then I used a rock from the garden to smash Reggie's window open. I was going to take the shirt, but I ended up taking a flyer that was next to it. It was a flyer to Reggie's gallery, apparently. More like my gallery. Reggie was furious when he saw his car window smashed open, but he had no way of knowing it was me, so he drove away. That night, I went on another walk around the city. I would have gone directly to Reggie's gallery, but the flyer didn't have an address, just a website that I couldn't access. It was night, and I enjoyed the wind blowing through my hair and lampposts illuminating my path. I again walked past loads of my murals, smiling nostalgically when I saw them. I also saw the spot where I slept my first year being homeless. I used to snuggle up with a teddy bear behind a dumpster, hidden where nobody could find me. A cop once found me and shone a flashlight on me, which woke me up and I ran away as fast as I could. Now, it was years later, and I kinda wanted to go back there. I walked for what felt like hours, part of me trying to find that damn gallery I was getting scammed with. I was giving up when I suddenly turned a corner, and there it was. It was a glowing cube of glass, filled with rich-looking people. I couldn't recognize it at first, but the closer I walked, the more I recognized the paintings and sculptures as mine. I stormed into the place, earning offended and disgusted looks from everyone around. They were, after all, dressed to the nines, while I was wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Where's the so-called artist? I demanded to know. From the back of the venue came Reggie, wearing sunglasses indoors in a well-lit room, like a pretentious prick. He held two glasses of champagne, one in each hand, and handed one to me. Relax, Kai. Celebrate. We're a hit, he had the nerve to say to me. You mean you are a hit, I said to him. All of these are my art, I exclaimed. Hmm, prove it, he smirked at me. I was speechless. He had won. He had two guards grab me by the arms and kick me out. Damn it, what do I do now, I thought. But then a light bulb lit over my head. I ran home, taking a shortcut. Now that I knew where the gallery was, it would take me no time to come back. Half an hour later, I was back with two canvases under one arm and a toolbox full of art supplies under the other. Reggie, I shouted. He came out of the crowd of people admiring my art and scowled. I'm ready, I said. The two guards set everything up for us. We had two canvases, back to back, so we couldn't see each other's. We had the same paint and the same amount of time to paint something as simple as a tree. I knew exactly how I wanted it, so I was more than confident. I could tell Reggie was pulling at his collar, panicking a little. He took off his jacket and rolled up his sleeves. 
One of the guards counted down, and we started the race. I could tell I was doing well because people standing behind me were gasping, while people behind Reggie looked confused and some even betrayed. We spun our canvases around and revealed them to the crowd. My tree was a great representation of what my style was, a style which everyone in that room loved. Reggie's painting looked like a unicorn threw up on it. It was an absolute disaster. The two bodyguards grabbed Reggie by the arms as he kicked and screamed and threw him out through the front doors. He banged on the door, but they locked it. Everyone crowded around me, bombarding me with questions and saying they were going to sue Reggie to get their money back. That was only the beginning. My paintings and sculptures all sold for more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I was filthy rich. Sometime later, I was living in a penthouse apartment, much bigger than I needed and with all the luxury. I allowed Reggie to live in the apartment I lived at before, paying his rent every month like he paid mine for some time, except I didn't change my clothes into less fancy ones. I let him see me in all my glory, dressed to the nines, every day that I threw some cash at him and then drove off to go to some celebrity's party.